Welcome to Higher Ed Hacks. Tips, tricks, resources, and all things college prep for students, parents, and educators. Created by Oklahoma Gear Up. I'm your host, Lily Swindell. Welcome back to Higher Ed Hacks. In today's episode, we'll do a deep dive into FAFSA and the resources Oklahoma Gear Up provides through the application process. This week, our guest is Cassie Landers. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, Lily. So my name is Cassie Landers, and I am the Gear Up School Specialist in Northeast Oklahoma at Tahlequah High School. I have worked in education for 10 years, ranging from early childhood to post-secondary education. Working with students has always brought me great joy, especially helping them navigate and plan for their future. So excited to talk about the FAFSA today and how completing it can assist each student in their college preparation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. Can you tell us what FAFSA is? Sure. So in a nutshell, FAFSA stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. It's the most important form students can fill out to obtain financial support for college. Financial aid comes in the forms of grants from the U.S. Department of Ed and helps millions of students pay for college each year. We've heard from many students who were surprised by how much aid they've received and how it made a significant impact on the cost of their education, reducing their amounts of loans, but you never know how much you'll receive until you actually apply. So who needs to apply for FAFSA? Every single college-bound student should file a FAFSA, regardless of their family's income. The application is used to evaluate financial need no matter how little or how great. Most colleges and universities require the FAFSA to be on file in order to offer scholarships. So if you're headed to college, file your FAFSA. So it sounds really important. Is this something that parents or students need to fill out? Both. The FAFSA process is a shared experience for parent and students who are in or have just finished their senior year of high school. The FAFSA evaluates each family's financial situation to determine how much aid they're eligible for. So having all the relevant financial documents accessible is key. A great way for parents to prepare is to ensure that they have the following. So they do need to have their social security numbers ready. If they don't have a social security number, they can use their I-10. And then another caveat, if they do not have an I-10 number, that's okay. Um, They will be prompted with another identification process through a true match verification. So there are a couple of different ways around that. Um, We do suggest having an active email address. I know that seems silly to address, but you would be surprised. Um, Have an active email address that you can get onto immediately to click accept and consent. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Previously, parents needed to have their income documents ready while completing the application, but starting this year with the new application, parents' tax information will be generated with the Social Security Administration as soon as they create their FSA ID. That's helpful. Very helpful. So they don't need to have their tax return sitting in front of them. Now, despite the role of the parent, now known as the contributor on the application, the best interest of the student is to also play an active role in the process. After all, they will be the adult responsible for accepting the aid and repaying what is borrowed in student loans. So they should definitely be heavily involved in filling out the FAFSA. That's good to know. Something I would note about email addresses is to make sure to use one that you have access to for a long time. Some people lose access to their school email address whenever they graduate high school or graduate college, so make sure that you use one that you're going to have access to for the years to come. Yes, that's a great point. Um, We always recommend that students begin setting up a new email address, whether it be a Gmail or a Yahoo, just to have it started for college applications, financial aid, etc. That is very helpful. Okay, so we covered how parents can be proactive. How can the students be proactive when filling out their FAFSA? 
So another good step to start is to start memorizing their social security numbers. They'll need this to complete their FAFSA, and by knowing it off the top of their head, they won't have to waste time tracking it down, finding it in a box, finding it in a file folder, and so they'll have it while they're filing. These are really helpful. When should students start filling out the application? I would recommend students go to studentaid.gov and create their FSA ID as soon as possible. You can no longer create an FSA ID and complete the application all in one setting anymore. You will need to create your FSA ID and then wait for the Social Security Administration to verify your information. This could take anywhere from one to five days. For this year, the 23-24, the application will have a delayed opening of December. So we do encourage all contributors and students to get their FSA ID created as soon as possible this fall. You can start creating your FSA ID right now, and then when the application is released in December, you'll be ready to go. Perfect, and that link to studentaid.gov is in our show notes. But what if a student hasn't even applied for college yet? Can they still file their FAFSA now? Absolutely, there is no right or wrong order to complete your college and FAFSA applications. However, the student has to make sure to add all the colleges they're considering applying to on the FAFSA application. So once they do apply, that college has access to their information. What if they're not sure which school they're gonna go to? The FAFSA application allows you to include 20 colleges or institutions of higher ed that can access your information once you apply to them. I would encourage students to include all the colleges they're considering. If a student chooses a college that they don't list on their application, don't stress. That part of the application can be edited even after it's been submitted and processed. So you can always go back in and add a college even last minute. Perfect. And when should the FAFSA be submitted by? So it's important to remember that the FAFSA must be completed every year that the student needs financial aid for college. So after your senior year, you're not done. Each year you need to reapply. Families should aim to complete the FAFSA as soon as possible right after it opens. Early completion is important because even though federal grant funds and loans do not run out, Oklahoma students who complete their FAFSA early can be eligible for additional grant funding from the institution that could potentially run out. Even though it can be frustrating to complete the form every year, I have realized that it can be helpful because if your information changes on your income, you can qualify for grants the next year that you didn't qualify for the year before. Exactly. So you have the potential to receive more funding the next year. That's very helpful. So say a student has completed the FAFSA, now what? Well, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> That's so exciting. Now it's time to select your college. This will depend on the student's wants and needs, but evaluating how much federal aid they can receive from each of their potential colleges should play a role. It's also important to note that a student can only receive the aid offered at the college they plan on attending. They will accept the aid through their school. So after you complete the FAFSA, after they get your information, you can receive a financial aid letter that could then help you determine which college you're gonna go to. This is also good to know. If you're interested in more tips on picking the right college, make sure to check out episode three of Higher Ed Hacks. How can GearUp help a student or parent prepare for this process? So we partner with parents and students to help them prep, walk them through the application, answer any questions they might have, which they always have them. <laughs> the FAFSA can feel overwhelming, but we are just a phone call away to support you as much as we can. And how can listeners get started with GearUp? Anyone can visit our website at okgearup.org. In Gear Up districts, school specialists like myself in the high schools work one-on-one -on -one with students, and there are education coordinators to answer parent questions. These Gear Up staff members can be found and contacted through the Gear Up website at okgearup.org. Thank you so much for the great information. And that wraps up this episode of Higher Ed Hacks. A big thank you to our guest, Cassie Landers, for being here today, and thank you for tuning in. 
Make sure to check the show notes for links to all websites and resources discussed in today's episode and links to Oklahoma Gear Up social media. I'm your host, Lily Swindell. Higher Ed Hacks was created by Oklahoma Gear Up, a grant-funded program from the Oklahoma State Regents for Higher Education. For a list of qualifying Oklahoma Gear Up districts, visit the Gear Up website at okgearup.org. Higher Ed Hacks is produced by Mostly Harmless Media in Oklahoma City and designed by Cook Communications. For more information about Gear Up, check out our website at okgearup.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.